Ladies and gentlemen, people of all colors, shapes, and sizes, welcome, or welcome back to episode 11 of the Pages of My Diary podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Uh, I hope that wherever you're watching around the world, I hope you're having a good day, or have had a good day, depending where you are. Um, For those of you who maybe aren't familiar with me or the podcast, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Casey Sana. I'm a musician, and for the past year or so, maybe a year and some change, I've been keeping a diary. This diary right here, I've been writing in. uh, I wanted to document the writing, recording, and release of my latest project, my latest album, The Human Experience, which is out now, uh, probably on the platform that you are either listening or watching from. So if you like what you hear today, uh, you like the host, then feel free to go and explore some more of our work. We've got, like I said, the human experience, which is out now. We also have, wrong side, uh, we also have, as illustrated by these wonderful shoes, uh, our previous, our debut album, uh, Watching the Faces of Strangers, which is also available. Plenty more of these podcast episodes to come, so a whole bunch, a whole laundry list of reasons that you'll want to subscribe or follow us and, like I said, explore some more of what we do. But getting back to the diary and the pages of my diary, um, I wanted to take you guys further uh, than a lot of what you'll see on social media or um, kind of uh, with other musicians. I wanted to really take you behind the scenes and, and peel back the curtain and show you everything that we encountered uh, on the journey of making this project. You know, the good times, the bad times, the beautiful moments that we encountered. I wanted it to all be in here, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about Kissing Boys in the Rain, songwriting struggles, and how occasionally, only very occasionally, but how sometimes 4 plus 4 equals 27 to the power of 3 divided by 9 times 1.333333333. All that and more will make a lot more sense right after this. Beautiful faces, such pretty places. The sun sets red, the water's cold. Too bad I'm in Malibu. Beautiful faces, such pretty places. Casey Sana, Malibu. That is the song that you just heard in the intro. We are going to get into these entries right now. We're starting at Thursday, the 14th of January, 2021. And we start off by saying, Today's writing session hasn't been the best so far. I had three instrumentals that I was super excited to write to. But listening to them back this morning, it feels like they've lost the magic they had when I first got the inspiration. Now I've been searching my saved instrumentals on YouTube for a half hour, trying to find a puzzle piece that will fit my Kissing Boys in the Rain jigsaw. But no luck as of now. (laughs) Now, we are midway through January, and all I can say is it is incredible, and I'm as surprised as you are that we managed to get Kissing Boys in the Rain released for March 1st, and another version halfway through the month. I don't know how we did it. We, you know, we're midway through January. We've still got no instrumental, had no instrumental for for ages, Um, 
but as you'll hear in the coming entries, um, in the very near future, we did manage to get it done. So at the end of the day, that's all that matters, but I just thought that was worth noting. It, that's a bit of a crazy situation, definitely not the norm or a situation that I want to find myself in too close in the future. But carrying on with the entry, uh, when this sort of thing happens, it's hard to describe. It's not writer's block. I'm just not passionate about what I'm listening to. So it doesn't make sense for me to think of things to write, I guess. At this point, I can get a little down because I had this perfect little plan of putting those instrumentals on and the melodies and lyrics just flowing out of me. But as is so often in life, reality is a little different. Yeah, to quote the, the great poet and uh, boxer Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And <laughs> at which point when life metaphorically punches you in the face, um, you've got to find ways to pivot. You've got to be able to adapt and and really, like I say, just, just change with the situations that you face, you know, the realities that, that you face. Um, I guess the perk and the silver lining of, of this is being an independent artist, there is so much to do. So if the songwriting is not going well, you can still have a good day because there's social media that needs to be done. There's content that needs to be created. You can work on your craft as a pianist or a guitarist. You can do so many things behind the scenes and in front of the scenes that if you're struggling or you're not having a good day or you're not feeling it in, in one area, there's plenty, <laughs> plenty of other work to do and um, and other areas to go into. So that, that's the, the bright side of the situation, I guess. I base the success of my day on how productive I am. And with things like songwriting, they can go either way. Yeah, just to butt in there. Um, that is the unfortunate but amazing thing about songwriting. It's, it's very mysterious, and that might sound a bit weird, but if you do creative things like this, the inspiration, it's like people say catching lightning in a bottle. And it is quite similar to that. It's a lot about timing. And I know we've spoken about that in previous episodes with when you think you're ready to write a song versus when the song actually comes and how things are unfolding in these entries. You know, things don't always go to go to plan. Um, for me, planning my days, you know, if if I schedule five YouTube videos, that is, that's a productive day. I, I, you know, I've made positive steps forward in my journey and, it feels like I'm a, just a little bit closer to, to where I want to be, but I could, I mean, I could spend eight hours of the day just songwriting and have nothing, nothing that I deem of value or nothing great to show at the end of it. That's just how it goes sometimes, but I'm slowly learning that it's not necessarily about what you come away with that day but it's just about doing the work because if you do the work enough, if you put those eight hours in enough, something will come. You know, it, it may not come in the first eight hours, but it will come at some point. With things like songwriting, they can go either way. It's not formulaic or systematic where you know that if you do these certain things, you're guaranteed a result. I've spent literally hundreds of hours on the internet searching for that right instrumental or that perfect sentence to convey the feeling I want to get across in the song. 
and sometimes the third beat you listen to is the one. Or you write 99% of the song in one hour, like I did with Building Bridges. But for seemingly no other reason, sometimes you'll follow the same steps and get a different outcome. 4 plus 4 now equals 27 to the power of 3, divided by 9 times 1.33333, instead of the usual answer of 8. It's my favourite part of making music, finding out where all the puzzle pieces go, but it's also my most difficult part to deal with because you don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah, I mean, sticking with that um, kind of YouTube video example, um, I can formalize that and I can plan my day a lot better because I know if I follow these steps that YouTuber says that you have to tick off before you upload a video, at the end of those steps, I will have a YouTube video scheduled, guaranteed. And I can do that a hundred times and get the same result. But with songwriting and with a lot of creative stuff, it's it's not like that. You know, you can you can have your process and you can do do your best to put yourself in the right space. You can light your candles, you can get your mood lighting just right. You can wear the same clothes that you wore a couple weeks ago when you wrote that really, really special song. But there is no guarantee that the same thing is going to happen. And that's the frustrating part. Um, it's frustrating because, again, planning your day, trying to be efficient with your time, and it's an important part, but you, you feel like sometimes you're just banging your head against a brick wall, for lack of a better better term. Um, and it, it can get frustrating, but that that's kind of how I think about it, I guess. But on the bright side, it's early in the day, I've been out on my morning run, had some good food, watched some good TV, and still have plenty of the day left to enjoy. Hopefully, I'll check back in later and talk about how I wrote the best song, had a load of fun doing it, and am the happiest person on the planet. Wish me luck. And then I check back in at 6pm. Well, all I can say is ask and you shall receive. There we go. So with, I guess, the, the lesson to learn from this one is, and it's a hard, it's a really, really hard balance that I'm still trying to find for myself. It's a, it's a little bit of a battle still, but you've got to know when you're in a situation where what you actually need to do is, is stay there, uh, sit at the table as, as I use for, for my example, stay in the work and just persevere and, and grind through it, so to speak. Um, and you've got to know when you're in a situation where actually that's the worst thing you can do. And it's almost like beating a dead horse. You need to come away from, from the work as I did in, in this day, you need to come away from the work, relieve the pressure, maybe let your subconscious kind of mull through it for a little while and then come back to the work. It's not accepting defeat. It's not being beaten by the work. It's just something that needs to happen for you to maintain your positive mindset and and maintain your relationship with that work when you come back to it. So it's not always a, a chore or something that you don't look forward to, you know, because again, with a lot of creative things and a, a lot of things in general, the reason that you do something is because you're passionate about it. And if you're just grinding yourself into the ground and getting a bad relationship with it, you, you're not going to keep it up. Um, but in this case, it's 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 all gone well. It's worked itself out, and very grateful for it. 
after adding some more beats to my list and taking the pressure off by watching Hot Summer Nights, I went out for a drive to get out of the house and go to the store. In the 20 minute ride there, I had the majority of the structure and the first verse written. And by the time I got home, I had a solid verse one, pre-chorus, chorus, and start of the verse two done. So yeah, that, that song I'm referring to is Kissing Boys in the Rain, and that's most of the the version that you actually hear now on the actual song. So from from a face value, I could have said, oh yeah, I, I, wrote, I wrote most of Kissing Boys in the Rain in 20 minutes, but in fact, as you see from these entries and um, all of these extra behind-the-scenes bits that we're going through, it's, it's a lot longer process than 20 minutes, all the months of failed instrumentals and poor writing sessions and everything under the sun that, that you could think of, all of that led to those special 40 minutes um, that, I, that I got most of it done in. Honestly, I felt so happy on my drive back, and the whole morning seemed more worth it because of this payoff. And then for the rest of the entry for today, um, I actually do something that I don't do a whole lot in here. Um, I've done it in some other diaries. What I, I got it from a podcast, and the guy on the podcast was interviewing a performance coach, and the performance coach was coaching a golfer. Um, and for, I think it was a year, the golfer wasn't allowed to track his, his score, uh, for his rounds of, of golf. All he could do at the end of the round or the end of the day was ask two questions. Uh, and those were, what did I learn today? And then what made me happy today? So he's only allowed those two questions. And I guess somebody else was taking the score because at the end of the year, they found that by him not tracking his own score and just asking these two questions, he actually improved his his golf. Um, so I decided that I wanted to give it a go. It's something, these two questions are something I find myself asking a lot more frequently. So who knows, maybe they're, they're a good tool for you as well to, to implement. And, and even on your good days and your bad days, you can still ask yourself and you can still find things, I bet, um, find things that you learned today and things that made you happy, even if it was just for a split moment. So here was mine. Uh, what did I learn today? You can't systemize something creative. You can formalize it, give it structure. For example, every Wednesday and Sunday, I'm going to write music, but you can't turn it into a system of process. For example, I'm going to write three amazing songs every Wednesday and Sunday between 7am and 5pm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not a production line and art and, and music is certainly not a nine to five either. It's, it's something that engulfs your whole thought process in your whole life. You think about it a lot. Um, there's definitely like peaks and troughs to high, high work output and high workload. And then there's also the, the lulls and, and the slower moving, um, more relaxing <laughs> times as well. But it's yeah, it's a it's a balance, and like I said, it's it's not a production line either. But what made me happy today uh, was the car ride home from the store. I felt accomplished, relaxed, and confident. I had a high quality, meaningful, meaningful, <laughs> meaningful song. Okay, moving on to Friday, the fifteenth of January, twenty twenty one. 
Another great but up and down day today. I must be tired. And then I put in parentheses here, halt, which is actually another pretty useful tool for kind of mindset or mind state. Um, so along with, you know, 50 things to be grateful for and perspective being a real key, uh, looking for brown versus looking for red. Also, we spoke about literally just now, those two questions to ask yourself. I bet you didn't think this was going to be like a self-development uh, <laughs> podcast, but there we go anyway. So HALT is... If you find yourself going into to negative spaces or going back to old habits uh, or vices that you, you're trying to knock on the head, um, it's probably down to one of these four reasons. So HALT is an acronym. H stands for hungry. A stands for angry. L stands for lonely. And T stands for tired. I got this from Russell Brand, but I think Russell Brand got it from somewhere else. Um, or he might have made it up. I don't know, uh, <laughs> completely clueless on that one. But um, yeah, so obviously this day, I find tiredness really, really affects my mood. Uh, I'll kind of be like a pendulum swinging, you know, from happy to upset, up, sad. I, I guess I just made a new emotion, upset and sad, uh, <laughs> um, to euphoric, to kind of indifferent um, if I'm just super tired. And it, the same goes for hungry. You know, you can be hangry, which I guess, again, melts the two together, hungry and angry. And loneliness can kind of drum up some some emotions. And, and when you feel lonely, you know, you run back to, to what you know and what you feel comfort in. And uh, yeah, so, so th again, that's another tool and another thing that I try to keep at the front of my mind if I'm going into negative spaces or just feeling a little off, I guess. But moving on, uh, I dedicated today to trying to get ahead on the releases I have planned over the next few months. Cardboard Spaceships is out. To fall asleep and wake up with you is with the mixer and should be with me tonight. I need to find a female vocalist for Miss Terry, and today I recorded the vocals for Alleluia. I've renamed it from the initial title, Alo Akbar slash Alleluia, for obvious reasons. There's a few lines in there that I may change before its release, but after sounding horrific recording my guide vocal, I gave myself a little tea break and came back to a much smoother session. Oh, the magic of honey and chamomile. <laughs> I finished up at 4pm and watched another film, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, my first time watching. Charlie Kaufman has a crazy imagination. And then, as I was unwinding in the tub, <laughs> Paul sent me the latest version of the Malibu instrumental. That guitar solo, though. Yeah, I mean, just got visions of me sitting in the tub waiting, waiting on this email, but that aside, uh, this instrumental was... It's such a beautiful vibe, and I feel like it fits the song... It couldn't fit it any more perfectly. It's it's tailor-made. Um, it's kind of got that Mac Miller vibe. It's a bit laid back. The chords and, and the sounds are absolutely beautiful. But there's this, like, this hint, this undertone of sadness and, and melancholy. And that's exactly what the concept of the song is. Malibu is uh, a place you go where... You know, on the surface, everything looks great. You're living your best life on Instagram. All you've got is your highlight reel up there. You you know, everyone around you thinks that you've got it made. You've got everything. But 
underneath that, you're, you're still not happy, you're not content, you're not, you're not in a good place. Um, so you could be living in Malibu, but mentally you're living in Malibu. So that instrumental was amazing. Thank you, Paul, for all your hard work and your help on that. And um, yeah, let me know what you think of the song, guys. I, it's one of, uh, it's got a special place in my heart for sure. I also got the news that the beat I found for Kissing Boys in the Rain is available, so it's been a progressive day to say the least, and I've still got the whole weekend left. Now speaking of the weekend, uh, we now move to a little summary on Sunday the 17th of January 2021. It's been a busy one over the past couple of days. I got sent through version 1 and version 2 of To Fall Asleep, so I've been playing it to a few fans and family to get their views on them. I mentioned this to the engineer when I got version 1 of the mix back, but I was almost shocked at my voice when I first heard it. I'm not used to hearing it that bare. It's a very minimal production to keep it natural and intimate, but my insecurities about my voice have definitely played a part in how I view the mix. I know, a singer who's insecure about the main part of their job. I am getting, you know, I'm getting more comfortable with my voice. This was definitely a a growing experience hearing the voice come back that bare and hearing some not mistakes but like subtle imperfections that I would ordinarily tweak but for the sake of this song and and the feeling we were trying to create I, I actually think they serve the song better those those kind of little imperfections um but yeah it was it was certainly a a a growing experience and like I say something that I've I've learned from and I'm actually now getting more comfortable and, and confident in my voice because at the end of the day it is mine so there's certain things that I can do with mine that other people can't do with theirs so rather than trying to imitate what the best singers are doing I, I'm I'm now more focused on doing what's best for my voice and, and what sounds best for the songs that I do and the stories that I'm trying to tell. So, I've also been having second thoughts uh, about Still We Rise and Black and White, even though I haven't looked at them for a long while. I think it's because they have a very basic demo version, so I'm not 100% clear on how great they'll sound once they've been professionally mixed. But if they're on the album, then you'll know I rediscovered my love for them. They are both on the album, um, and that's a big lesson that I've learned, you know, do good, high-quality demo versions as well for all the songs, not just eight of them. Um, kind of see it through to the end. Um, Still We Rise ended up actually being one of the greatest and most fun recording sessions that I've ever had. Um, I was experimenting with a bunch of different things, all the layers. I had, I had, a, I had a ton of fun um, doing all of those kind of crowd chant layers you hear at the end. Still we rise again. Still we rise. Still we rise. Still we rise. Still we rise again. Still we rise. Come on, baby. Still we rise. Sing with me. Still we rise. Still we rise again. All those layers, um, like I said, they were so fun to record. I had this mic set up uh, in the middle of my living room where I record 
99% of the music that I've released. And I was literally marching along with the delivery of the lines. So that and like I said, the crowd chant as well was was super fun to record. And the session overall just felt really light and 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 fun. It, it was no pressure. That, that was the most beautiful part about it. On a more progressive note, I finished writing Kissing Boys in the Rain. After countless attempts, failed instrumentals, and lost magic, I have a great song that I'm so proud of and excited for people to hear. I mean, you've heard me say this countless times, and I'll continue to preach this, but things, they, they turn out for the best, and, and things happen at the right time. And it is so, so easy to look back uh, at these entries where we are now and look back and connect the dots. It's, it's really easy. But at the time, it's frustrating because these little setbacks, whether it's the instrumental uh, has already been sold or you're not really feeling the song that you've created now, so you have to start from square one again. All of these things, you know, if I'd have released version one, I would have had a a rock vibe to Kissing Boys in the Rain. Version 3 was uh, like a tropical dance hall kind of vibe. So all of these different versions were good songs, but this song that I released in the end is the best version, is by far the best version. The story, the lyrics, the overall vibe, and it makes those previous versions and all the work that I put into it before, it makes that frustration much more tolerable. Uh, it definitely, it, it makes those moments worth the frustration. I've also had a great idea for a fun post-album project. I'm going to make a podcast from my diary. Wow, podcast inception. I'm not sure if I've already mentioned this in here before, but I think creating a podcast from these diary entries would be so cool. It's a great way for people to take a peek behind the curtain and get an insight into what actually goes into making an album. The ups, the downs, the doubts, and the triumphs. And that's why we did it. That is exactly the reason. You, you may be sick of hearing it. Uh, you've already heard it 11 times already. But I really wanted to bring you guys in, bring you guys behind the scenes so you could see everything that we just went through on this amazing roller coaster ride that was the human experience. And from these episodes, and we've got plenty more, but from these alone, you can see that it wasn't always plain sailing, but equally, it was never all bad either. This, this diary right here is living proof of the human experience, the whole concept that no one is one thing all of the time. And if I'd only showed you the, the polished bits, then you may get the impression like so many social media influencers and, and notable celebrity people, whatever you want to call them, um, the impression is, oh, they've, you know, everything's perfect. They're such a happy person. They're always doing such fun stuff. But that's not real life. You know, I have down days and I have good days, just like a normal human being. Um, and that's what I wanted to get across. I, I didn't want to just give you this project and go, 
there you go. Everything went absolutely amazing. Here's the songs. I'll see you in a few months when I drop another new song. I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted to bring you guys into the fold and let you see everything, warts and all, um, as they say. So not only did we start this podcast, we are now 11 episodes in, and it has been it has been so fun. It's been great to look over these memories. I hope you guys are enjoying this just as much as I am. Uh, also, if you think, if anyone else comes to mind when you're watching these, any songwriters, aspiring musicians, or generally nosy people like me, uh, feel free to recommend this podcast to them. Word of mouth is by far the, the best way and, and the the loveliest way of, of spreading this message and uh, spreading the news about the podcast and the Casey Sana fan club. So with that being said, if you would like to join the Casey Sana fan club, feel free to follow me on Instagram. My handle is at the Casey Sana fan club. <laughs> and also if you want to support us bringing you guys uh, more music, more content, more videos, um, more often, then feel free to head over to patreon.com forward slash Casey Sana. We've got a bunch of cool perks over there. We're, we're trying to build a community of supportive people who are set on spreading a little more love in the world. So we want to continue to do that. We want to continue to bring that for you guys. But I guess all that's left to say before I sign off is that I love you and I hope you love yourself too. So I'll see you in the next one. Peace.